Hi, and welcome to Super Anti-Aging Podcast. The other day I was in the supermarket, and I love my little candles, magazines while you're waiting at the register, you know, the secret to this, the secret to that, and the magical weight loss, and, you know, all those different magazines and uh, tabloids. But there's one that really caught my eye, and it was... Actually, uh, a book, you know, one of these little books, book magazines, and it was all about inflammation. And that's been a real hot topic in this whole health field now. Um, Much of it actually came out of the whole COVID phenomena. We knew about inflammation. Okay, when you hit yourself and <laughs> it swells up and the body, you know, protects itself and that's some um, inflammation. But we've now known that inflammation is a key factor in wellness and protecting yourself from um, harm. The key factor is the balance you need inflammation appropriately, and it needs to be turned off. And that's what we've seen in COVID. The body will react, produce inflammation to help uh, mobilize and fight whatever's going on. But then it has to be turned off. <laughs> it's like, you know, take a nice bath, and then the bathtub fills up, and now it floods the whole place. And that's what can happen symbolically in the body. You have this excessive inflammation. And it has buzzwords now in flamazone, and it's really also tied into the whole uh, longevity field. The idea that uh, it's a key factor in many age related conditions. Let's talk about, for instance, arterial disease. You know, we've we've beaten to death the whole cholesterol, cholesterol, LDL, lipoB, all those different factors. But yet, it's really, according to many experts, it's the inflammation, uncontrolled inflammation in the artery, and that seems to be the problem. So how do we deal with inflammation? Well, first you have to identify the source. You have to do some detective work on your own to a health coach like myself or health practitioner who's open to this, a physician, maybe a functional medicine doctor, to try and find out what is the source of this high-level or even chronically low level of inflammation. And it's not only arterial disease, but we think uh, cancer. That's a major risk factor. In fact, it's many men go for PSA testing, and it was found that actually something called 
high sensitivity C-reactive protein can be more predictive of the prostate, possible prostate cancer issue than just the PSA itself. So that's a good one. HSCRP, high sensitivity C-reactive protein. It's usually not done on a standard test unless it's asked for. But it's a very, very important test. I mean, there are other inflammation markers as, uh, that can be done in the blood. Uh, but that's, this is, seems to be a well-standardized test. High-sensitivity C-reactive protein. And you want it as low as possible. Now, what can we do about inflammation? So let me go back to the original uh, concept here. You need to discover the source. Is there something in your diet that you're reacting to? It is uh, uh, um, Epstein-Barr or one of those infections that's still going on. Is it long COVID that's still going on? That's the first. Identify the possible cause. And then we can look at different approaches. Stress management can be a very important factor. Exercise. Now you got to be careful because excessive exercise at one point can actually cause more inflammation. Even though muscles, and this is, this is fascinating, somebody I learned that muscles actually can produce anti-inflammatory compounds. So that balance, that balance of exercise, appropriate amounts of exercise, giving uh, your personal uh, needs at the time. And there, there are many on both sides directions to go. They're pharmaceutical and they're nutraceutical or we can also include herbs in there, nutraceutical. And I'll go through some basic ones. One is uh, curcumin, or curcumin being an extract of turmeric. Very interesting. Uh, lots of good research now on turmeric. The problem is, how do you get the active compounds of the turmeric? been a big part of Ayurvedic medicine for centuries. And so and you do a little nutritional or nutraceutical homework <clears throat> to find an active compound, to find an active curcumin compound. So I like turmeric. I also like boswellin. I like that one up. That's kind of interesting. Um, for resolving mediator, it's a lipid compound. It has anti-inflammatory actions. Ginger, fish oils can be helpful. I do like ginger. I mean, there's some really good studies on ginger uh, even being more potent in some ways than uh, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like uh, Advil. In fact, the problem 
is that those non-steroid anti-inflammatories only block one inflammatory pathway and actually interfere with the other. And that's why it's still, there are warning labels that you have to be careful of non-steroid anti-inflammatories from from a cardiovascular risk point of view. Uh, But that's a whole different topic. So let me stay on this topic of anti-inflammatories, nutritional anti-inflammatories. So I mentioned boswellia, curcumin. I mentioned ginger. The lipids, very, very, very important. Uh, Magnesium. Magnesium seems to have, you know, I've done many, many podcasts on magnesium and it can have some anti-inflammatory actions in the body. Uh, people, actually people do Epsom salt baths, uh, but it can have a systemic relaxing effect on the body. Then we move on to topics that haven't been that directly researched, and that's the whole cannabinoid aspect. Can the cannabinoids be anti-inflammatory? Maybe. And certainly people seem to uh, be looking at uh, different cannabinoids. Besides, you know, just, uh, we're not talking about the THC, we're talking about the CBDs, the various CBDs and um, those, that direction. Okay, so now let's get into pharmaceuticals. I did my last podcast on culture scene, and I delved further further into the whole culture scene uh, research. And again, culture scene has now been uh, approved by the FDA as a backup for cardiovascular uh, protection and, and possibly treatment. And one of the reasons that it might do what it does for blood vessel health is anti-inflammatory anti-inflammatory action that was surprising now I in the whole cardio you know going back to the previous podcast which you can listen to on culture scene the question was uh, how about if you're doing culture scene and statins together what happens if you're don't want to do a statin for whatever reason might you still get the cardio benefits and it was shown that yes culture scene even in people who weren't doing the statins were getting cardiovascular benefits and they said almost a 33 percent reduced risk of mortality and cardiac incident on the culture scene so moving along here Meditation certainly, as I said, stress management can be helpful. But pharmaceutically, I think that it needs to be tailored appropriately because, again, you want to, at times, not interfere with the inflammatory process, and sometimes you do want to tamper it down. So it's really important to know which pharmaceutical to use. 
you know, rapamycin is interesting in that it might have uh, an anti-inflammatory action. But again, what's so nice is if you're doing a program of various nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals, you have a baseline. You can look at that high sensitivity C-reactive protein and see if it changes, see if it makes a difference. So I come to the end of this podcast. If you have questions, please feel free to uh, comment, uh, email me. I have a group called Super Anti-Aging on Facebook. So uh, you might want to join the group where I will post some of these studies. And I leave it with this. It's all about balance. Health is about balance. You want to balance the system. The system is constantly trying to maintain a homeostasis, a constant balance. So that's really the key. So I thank you for listening, and uh, I appreciate if you subscribe so you can get the latest updates. And my key is stay healthy.